so much for the Bank of Canada's conditional pause program. I'm Mark Beavis. Today is June the 7th, 2023. In the program today, we're going to talk about the Bank of Canada raising rates again. Plus, there are new troubles in the crypto space with the SEC clamping down and asserting its authority. Dave Ramsey is hit with a $150 million lawsuit. And we're going to hear what the World Bank predicts about the global economy and it's not good news. Let's start with the top story. The Bank of Canada announced this morning that they will be raising the overnight rate from 4.5 to 4.75, so a 25 basis point increase. This puts it back to the highest level it has been since April of 2001. So that's a heck of a long time since it raised interest rates this high. Now, previously, the bank had said that they would like to remain on pause as long as the economic data showed that the economy was cooling enough to slow down inflation, which we've seen bring it back down to that 2% overnight target. But last month, it ticked back up to 4.4% from the 4.3% we had seen in March. Also, the GDP came in higher than it had been forecasted in the first quarter of this year. And so the expectations of that slowdown haven't yet materialized. Avery Schenfeld, who is the chief economist at CIBC Capital Markets, he says that the economy, as we know, could only run unchecked for so long before a flurry of spending again drives prices higher. He said, that's why the Bank of Canada is now the traffic cop thinking about giving us a ticket to slow us down while they've given us that ticket this morning. What has changed for the Bank of Canada? Well, at the beginning of May, it was looking more and more like they would remain on hold. Economists generally were pretty confident that the economy was showing those signs that the bank was looking for. Inflation was declining. Through the month of May, though, we saw those winds start to shift and they are, there's some headwinds now against the effort of the central bank. After nearly a year-long correction, buyers are returning to the housing market in many Canadian cities. We're seeing things like bidding wars emerging again. There's a limited supply of property, so that's um, not helping with the inflation front. Overall, the underlying momentum in the Canadian economy is remaining very, very strong. Sheffield also says that the Bank of Canada is in a tight spot because the data hasn't shown any weakness in the labor market. Basically, the Canadian unemployment rate has remained at 5%. So if you want a job, you've been able to find it, you've been able to keep jobs. And so that loss of income that often comes, um, we're not seeing that. The bank's next decision is next month on July the 12th. We'll look for some more data points to see where that is. Hopefully, we're not going to see too much of an increase uh, going forward. Now, next story today comes from the crypto space, and it's not good news. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission announced on Monday that they are suing Binance, its CEO and the operator of Binance U.S. over what it is called a web of deception to evade U.S. laws. The SEC alleges there's 13 different charges that they filed saying that Binance artificially inflated its trading volumes, they diverted customer funds, they failed to restrict US customers from its platform, and overall they misled investors about its market surveillance controls. It's also asking the US to free some assets of Binance, the largest crypto exchange in the world. In the complaint that the SEC filed, they said that since 2019, Coinbase has operated as an unregistered broker by handling cryptocurrency transactions that float regulatory requirements designed to keep investors safe. In its complaint, specifically the SEC states, Coinbase has for years defied the regulatory structures and evaded the disclosure requirements that Congress and the SEC have constructed for the protection of the national securities markets and investors. And SEC Chair Gary Gensler tweeted, Coinbase's alleged failures deprive investors of critical protections, including rule books that prevent fraud and manipulation, 
proper disclosure, safeguards against conflicts of interest, and routine inspection. Since this filing, there have been also 20 states that have followed suit and have also filed complaints against the company. Now, the lawsuit here was filed one day after the regulators also sued Binance, which I just referred to again as the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange. Edward Moya, who is a analyst with a foreign exchange firm, Oanda, he says that the move against the two major crypto exchanges is just the beginning of a broader crackdown um, across the entire industry. He says the global crypto market cap just got a lot smaller as the two most popular exchanges got sued, and now crypto investors will have to decide if they are confident that all their offerings will remain available to trade. Since the filing, investors have pulled approximately $790 million from the exchange Binance and its US affiliates. So in the 24 hours since the filing, that is a heck of a, of a run on the bank, and it reminds me a lot of the FTX experience that we saw uh, late in 2022. In light of all this happening, just taking a look at Bitcoin price as of the filming today is trading at $26,785, down around 9% over the course of the month. A lot of analysts are expecting that this drop might continue across the crypto space in general, but still uh, remain bullish that later in the summer, we may see a, uh, a nice run up in the price of crypto, uh, Bitcoin specifically, as it reaches some some support levels there. Dave Ramsey, a lot of you will have heard of him. He is a 62-year-old radio show host who has 18 million viewers on a weekly basis. 17 of those viewers, his podcast and radio hosts, have filed a class action lawsuit for $150 million against him. They have stated that he has played a role in defrauding them. Specifically, it relates to timeshares. And back in 2018, Ramsey claimed that I could never find anything until I found this company called Timeshare Exit Team about three years ago. We started endorsing them and I've had so much fun bothering the timeshare companies, he said. Allegedly, in the lawsuit, he was paid around $30 million between 2015 and 2021 to endorse this Timeshare Exit Team company. The company itself collected around $200 million. It's estimated that $70 million of that came from Ramsey's customers. The claim from the customers is that the host engaged in negligent misrepresentation, unjust enrichment, and violation of consumer protection laws when he promoted the company that cost his listeners while he profited from their financial headache. Now, obviously, the object of this company was to help people exit from their long-term obligations. However, the claim says that the, the company did not help them terminate their relationships. Instead, it said that they instructed their clients simply to stop paying the timeshare companies, which did not end well for many of them. They would send them boilerplate letters, which they would then in turn say, you send these to the timeshare companies, or at the end of the day, they advised the clients to just negotiate themselves out of the contract. So there was definitely some collecting the money, but the services weren't being offered. The lawsuit also states that Ramsey continued to promote the company, even though there was mounting evidence that it was defrauding its customers. Our last lead story for today comes from the World Bank. The World Bank outlook says that the global economy is likely slowing sharply later this year. They estimate that the world economy will expand just 2.1% down from the 3.1% in 2022. Obviously, when we think back over the last while, the Federal Reserve Board, other global central banks around the world have been aggressively raising interest rates to combat the out of control inflation. 
A stronger rebound, though, from the uh, pandemic recession, persistent supply shortages have hampered that effort, and also food price shocks caused in big part by the, the uh, conflict in Ukraine have exasperated their efforts there. The bank predicts that global trade will slow markedly this year, and it foresees a sharp drop in the price of energy and other commodities this year and next. Those are our top stories for today. Our next episode in this series will be in two days on Friday, June the 9th. I will be joined by Brandon in our channel's first live session. So you won't want to miss that. If you're not already subscribed to the channel, I invite you to do that now. Don't forget to hit notifications. We'll be around on Friday with that live session. I thank you for watching today's show and I look forward to seeing you on Friday.